Hey, podcast people, how's it going? Azrin, the language nerd here. Hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Monday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, and of course on Twitter. My username is identical on all these platforms. It is at Polyglot Azrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. You can also simply search Azrin the Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social network is. Again, that is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, the Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I am very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. I want to spend the first chunk of today's podcast talking about the importance of a roadmap meeting. Now, roadmap meeting is something we've been doing, well, I've been doing, with all new students that come through and that we've been having in the Calgary Language Nerds. And it's been a tremendously powerful practice that I've always done to an extent, but I've been far more intentional about it recently. Essentially, the roadmap meeting is something you do when a student first comes through and first starts to take lessons. And you identify a few different things. And I'm going to list out what you identify. You identify why they're learning the language. You identify what previous experience they have You ident- with the language and learning the language. You identify what things matter for them when they are learning the target language. Is it listening comprehension? Is it speaking? Is it is it what are they trying to generally speaking work towards? And you identify as well um, what common challenges have they faced in the past, as well as on the flip side of that coin, common things that they've been good at or liked with the language in previous experiences with that language. Now, obviously, some people will have more to share than others, depending on the, their previous experiences, their personality, things of that nature. But that's some of the things that we're trying to identify. In the roadmap meeting as well, we figure out in the long term, medium term and short term what the student is trying to work towards. So, again, depending on the person you're talking to, you know, they may or may not have they may have a better or worse idea as to what they actually are trying to accomplish in the long, medium, and short term. So it really is the job of the teacher to listen carefully and identify really what the long-term, medium-term, short-term goals should be and put those into clear words. But you need to identify that and you have to come upon an agreement by the end of that meeting, like what are we working towards here in the long, medium, and short term? Based on that, we have to then, in the roadmap meeting, identify some very concrete and measurable goals to accomplish in let's call it in a one to three month window figuring out what are we trying to accomplish it might be and it has to be very measurable it can't be improved speaking improved speaking as an outcome is dumb it's not a good outcome it's difficult to measure that but being able to say you are going to consistently be able to reply to people's questions using three full sentences that's way more measurable and we can see if that is if they achieve that by the time we're done right or another person is there's a grammar focus in our classes right now it's a group class actually sorry this is a private class not a group class uh in a private class we have a grammar focus i was like you will understand the theory and be able to answer theoretically how to do these grammar points and that was the focus the short-term focus and then after that you have to have a roadmap. You have to have an actual plan on how you think you're going to get to whatever goal that the student or students are trying to accomplish. This is the one of the most important things I think language teachers have to have in place. 
to figure this out. You, the students have to know what you're working towards. The students have to know the students have to be on the exact same page as you as to what are we working towards? What are the goals? What are the focus points? What are we doing here? And how are we getting there? They have to know, they have to be on the same page, and they have to agree upon how you're moving forward. It's one of the most important things when it comes to teaching. And yet, it's one of the biggest things that we miss, that is missed when you look at language classes, both group and private. In fact, to be honest, even me, I've missed it for years. I haven't even done it as consistently as I should be, nor as in depth and thoroughly as I have been doing it in recent history. I'm feeling the positive effects right now of having this meeting. This meeting is something we have near the tail end of someone's lessons as well. We recap, hey, how are we doing on the goals? Have we achieved the short-term goals? Have we not? Why have we hit? Why have we missed? Let's analyze this and figure this out. Let's also look at where are we going now? You told me three months ago, you want to have this level of fluency in the long term. Are we still aiming for that? Yes, no. You said you wanted this in the medium term. Are we still aiming for that? Yes, no. Based on where we are in the short term, what are the next steps for you? How are we getting there, right? And often over the span of a few months, students' goals and outcomes and such have changed for a variety of reasons. And so that's important to capture those in that second roadmap meeting. There should be roadmap meetings every few months. Every few months, there should be roadmap meetings to figure this out with students. This is one of the most, this is equally, if not more important than the actual teaching of the material itself. And yet it's an, it's an element that is missed by many. It's an element that's completely missed. And I just don't think we're talking about it very much, which is why it's missed. In fact, teachers don't even know how to facilitate that kind of meeting, in fact, because that type of meeting is going away from teaching strategies and is, is going more into the territory of goal setting, review, accountability, coaching, psychology, why people are hitting and missing goals, right? Learning styles, you're going into a very different category than simply teaching. There's a different category of skill sets you need to be able to effectively lead that meeting. But it still is something that we have to figure out. And I, I, I encourage teachers to figure out their process for having that kind of meeting. Now, changing gears a little bit, this is also important, uh, again, for language teachers and language learners alike, you know, Half the battle, more than half the battle is showing up. I've been realizing this more and more. More than half the battle is simply doing something. You know, when I think about these roadmap meetings, meetings, for example, I can imagine a lot of teachers thinking, man, I don't really know how to do that. Well, more than half the battle is having the meeting with someone and setting the meeting and saying, hey, I wanna figure out why are you learning? Where are you trying to go? Let's figure out some long-term, medium term, short-term goals. Let's map out a roadmap to get there. Even if you do it poorly and it doesn't go well, what's well, better than not doing it? It's gonna be better than if you didn't do it. So it's better to go and do it poorly than to not do it at all. That's my big thing, actually. I think it's better to aim and do things 50% well, 40% well, than to do 0%. It's better to kind of do things and try than to not do it. Especially because as you do it, you get better. And then eventually your 40% becomes a 60, becomes a 70, becomes an 80, becomes a 90% you get better over time. So you have to have that meeting. On the student side of things, think about think about your own learning, right? Often you think about things that you know you should be doing, you know you should try this, you know you should be doing blah, 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 but you don't for whatever reason. I do it too, we're all guilty of it. But we, re we need that reminder, maybe this can be your reminder to think about what are those things you know you should be doing, but you're not because you're scared of not doing it perfectly or you don't know how to do it properly, you haven't done the research, 
Well, do it and do it imperfectly. It's better to aim and aim poorly than it is to not aim at all. <laughs> so this is your reminder today to do that for your languages. And what better time right now with us all self-isolating and most of us, a lot of us having a little bit more time on our hands, perhaps, hopefully, unless things are really going poorly and the virus is kicking your butt right now. So this is important and I want to st stress the importance of this in today's podcast episode. Um, I think as well, the final thing I'll say, and then we'll wrap this up a little bit shorter than usual, maybe a 10 minute episode. The final thing I want to say is just the importance. I said it yesterday, the importance of innovating and trying new things. This is the time to do so. Innovation's in the air. The world is changing. So I want you to change with it and innovate your teaching and learning practices. It's a great time to be doing so. I like, you know, I like moments in time where the world is shifting in a way where you can take advantage of it for yourself. Now, granted, right now, this situation is is so terrible. Like, this is not, this is such an awful thing to be happening. Um, and at the same time, we, we have to try to make the best of it. And one thing that we can use from this bad situation to make it a little better is try to create some pause, use this as, as a reason, as an excuse as fuel to change little things in your life and at least make it a little bit more bearable. It's similar, it's actually not similar, but I've said this around New Year's as well. When it's New Year's, people make New Year's resolutions. You can take advantage of that energy to go into the next year pretty strong towards different things you'd like to focus on. It's a point in time where the world resets. And so you can use that to reset in your life and work towards things, right? Another one is, there's certain birthdays where this happens too. When you turn 18, that tends to happen. When you turn 21, that's a big age. I even feel 25 is a big age. 20, uh, 30 really is a big age. People lose their, people go crazy at 30. It's really interesting. You know, there's certain ages where you can use you can use that to to make them make some pivots and innovate and make some changes. Uh, tragedy in life is a is a good time where people often make big changes in their lives. Um, you know. There's points in time where it might be really tragic, and, and right now it is really tragic. But we can use that energy to do some good as well. And maybe the good doesn't offset the bad in our lives, but a little bit of good is better than no good, right? So, yeah, uh, we'll wrap this podcast up here. I appreciate your attention as per usual. And, um, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll chat later. Bye for now. See you.